Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? It is Friday. It is Friday, June 12th, 2020. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is The Hake Report, streaming on all platforms. Appreciate you guys joining. Shout out to everybody. I will be uh, reading the chat in the super chats and stuff like that. And we will be taking your calls. 888-775-3773. There's people already on hold. So, let's get on with the show. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. guys it is friday already and it's already almost mid june of 2020 i think at the end of june that will be will be completed with half of 2020 and can you believe it the it is an election year here in the united states of america this is america <laughs> i am wearing a t-shirt that has the confederate rebel battle flag on it and it is a beautiful t-shirt and i bought it on Amazon.com a few weeks before they banned the Confederate paraphernalia because Amazon stinks. Shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson with 98 viewers hosting the Hague Report. Thank you. And That's Racist gave a diamond on DLive.tv slash the Hague Report and said, great shirt. Thumbs up. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I saw Esoteric likes it. Appreciate it. July is coming. It is on its way. Shout out to JibJab over on Twitch. That's cool, man. I appreciate you. Going over there, keeping it alive. Um, but yes, the Confederate flag to me is such a beautiful flag. It represents love. It represents the South. It represents honor and respect. Even in times of total like division. Respectable men, very fine people on both sides, right? Of the Civil War, I think. <laughs> who really knows, right? The people who pretend to know are snakes and slime and disgusting people worse than the people that they want to, than the people whose statues they want to topple. Um, Joy Reed, <laughs> oh my gosh. Joy Ann Reed of MSNBC, MSLSD, as some people call it. Um, Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, Nancy Pelosi. These are some of the most disgusting, not to be followed or listened to or taken heed, <laughs> paid heed, um, people that you want to imagine. The mainstream media, the intellectuals, the academics, the Democrats, the rhinos, who've actually voted along with Pocahontas for her bill to take down... I don't know, to rename Fort Bragg and Fort Hood and stuff like that. Those are names of Confederate generals that I read about in Hake News at the end of Hour 2 of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show today. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, disgusting groups, full of hate, misguided at best, right? Misguided at best, and at worst, pure evil. Even the misguided people, you have to be evil to be misguided, right? No decent person is offended by this flag no decent person is. If they are, then they will soon get over it. Because decent people eventually come out of their, their fallen state, right? <laughs> oh, man. So just look at the people that are trying to condemn the flag. It's been a long time coming. After Dylan Roof shot up the church, there was a, a picture came out. He was, you know, holding this Confederate flag, right? So one guy does one bad thing, some people did something, and now everybody has to smear the South. Ever since I've been aware, the South has been, like, trendily, I don't want to say universally, right? But it's been very trendy to ridicule whites, the South, Christians, um, reviled, disrespected, dismissed by the 
the mainstream media, the followers of the mainstream media, academia, and political correctness. And these people who think they're punks and they think that they're independent-minded and all that stuff, they're suckers. Posting the black squares on social media, following the trends that social media tells you to do, the social media companies, that is, that kiss up to Black Lives Matter and trash like that. And here's the other thing. Apologies invite punishment. There's this mass apology by America. Obama did it, too. He went on an apology tour when he became president. The worst, most evil president that I've known of. Um, this mass apology by white people is disgusting. And it's no wonder the blacks hate the whites. You can't really even blame them. Because it's so disgusting to see people be weak like that and apologize for something they had nothing to do with. And that, in most cases, isn't even really wrong. This drama over slavery. Oh, slavery was so horrible. We're more horrible morally of a country today than we were during slavery, I would venture to say. Far less Christian. At least we taught the slaves, uh, they taught the slaves to be Christians. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't involved. Um... Weakness invites oppression. You should, you're just asking to be genocided. And that's what they want to do. There's this tweet from Rob Henderson that I retweeted on both of my accounts. Follow me on Twitter, at James Anton Hake and at The Hake Report. But he was talking about this study, tweet, tweeting about this study, about does apology, does apologizing work? And it's about individuals who say something controversial, right? Or whatever. Overall, this is a quote that he reads from this study, I guess. Overall, the evidence suggests that when a prominent figure apologizes for a controversial statement, the public is either unaffected or becomes more likely to desire that this individual be punished. So apologizing is basically asking for punishment. And that's, I found that on Twitter. This weakness it enables evil, and evil is... And it is evil itself. It, this takeover of the police department, or police precinct, really, in Seattle and surrounding area, like six blocks, open Seattle, Washington. I've been to Seattle, Washington. I have friends there. Or I thought I had friends there. <laughs> They're liberals. <laughs> uh, I wonder what they think of me. Um, I reported about this briefly in Hake News, and you heard it in the third hour of the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Um... It reminds me of the militia takeover, actually, in uh, Malheur Ranch or something like that, up in Oregon, that Oregon standoff. Remember that a few years ago? When the militia, they were protesting against the violation of property rights, right? They had an actual grievance, not like these people who have this fake grievance. They just want to destroy the country. They just want to, they hate white people. They hate the justice system. They hate America. These people that are um, protesting currently. But they had, you know, their property rights were being violated. So they went and took over this, I guess it was an office for a national monument or national park or something. BLM land, Bureau of Land Management land, that is, not to be confused with Black Lives Matter. Um, but look at, I think I have the map of the CHAZ, which is Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This is an example of weakness. Weak, coward, phony politicians. And uh, the governor, Jay Inslee of Washington State, and the mayor, female mayor, I forget what her name is. Oh, Jenny Durkin of Seattle. Shame on Seattle electing that female. But this is Chaz, Seattle's Chaz is short for Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, owned by Antifa now, I guess. Taken by Antifa. Colonized. The area around precinct, East Precinct in Seattle became a battleground between protesters and police in the last two weeks, leading the governor to send in the National Guard and for the mayor to impose a curfew. And they still lost. <laughs> During the violence, demonstrators threw missiles at police. Missiles. Cars were torched. Looting broke out, according to the local media. At the weekend, Seattle police used tear gas, supposedly, right? And we've heard 
of police using tear gas when they didn't actually use tear gas, they used smoke bombs. That was over in, by the White House. So, who knows, right? But supposedly they used tear gas and, um, to disperse the protesters, members of the city council rebuked the police department, accusing them of heavy-handed tactics, of course, right? Blame the people trying to impose some law and order. Don't blame the idiots who are wreaking havoc and destruction. I am going to get to your calls shortly. Hang tight. Um, then on Monday, the mayor ordered barricades to be removed near the precinct, and the police building was boarded up. Since then, the protesters have taken over a zone spanning six blocks of so-called Capitol Hill. This is Seattle, Washington, not to be confused with Washington, D.C., the state of Washington, just north of us. Well, if, maybe a thousand miles north, I don't know. Uh, the hub of uh, the city's trendy art scene that has been gentrified in the past years as tech workers drive up property prices. Police Chief Carmen B- Best posted a video message to officers in which she said the police withdrawal seems like an insult to you and our community. Doesn't seem like it. It is. But that's weakness. And that's like the weakness of the white liberals and the black just liberals in general. They hate America. They're on the side of these people who are destroying America. Really. Otherwise, they wouldn't be Democrats. Speaking of liberals, isn't it irresponsible for... I was listening to the, um, to this dumb general, um, Mark Milley, who was talking about, oh, the death of George Floyd was so senseless. Oh, he called it not a death, a murder of George Floyd, so senseless. And he's like, what, is he almost the second in command of the military? Because Trump is the commander-in-chief, right? Is he the second in command, joint chiefs of staff? The... Whatever. I don't know. But this guy, he's supposed to stand up for the law, actual justice, a fair trial for people. I mean, as an elect, as an official. But no, he's kissing up to it. And I'm, it's so disgusting seeing everybody kissing up. Oh, slavery is so awful. Like they even know what they're talking about. Oh, the death of George Floyd is a murder. Heinous. Sick. So... I have more for you. There's store managers are being called racist and the, you know, the owners of the stores are joining in this attack on store managers, the people who have to actually deal with this crap for protecting their inventory, right? Because, you know, minorities tend to steal (laughs) Uh, disproportionately. And I have some stats to back that up. Anyways, let me get to some, I want to get right to some calls. And then I'll hopefully deal with the violent crime of black youth. Walmart no longer locking their multicultural beauty products. Crazy. Um, but yes, um, this is more American than the people that want to take it down. This uh, Confederate flag. It's disgusting that the Navy, the uh, Marines, and NASCAR have all banned the Confederate flag. It's ridiculous. You don't, you don't go along with the anti-American people and anti-white people and anti-Christian people, the media, who are telling you what they think it means. That this is a symbol of oppression and stupid. Um, it's, it's like with the, uh, the, the, um, the alt-right, they're called, they're called neo-Nazis, even though they don't call themselves that. And so the, the, the mainstream always likes to smear stuff to, into what it, into a twisted, a twisted, um, whatever, a twisted description, a twisted caricature of what things really are. You never believe the liars. You should not. I don't know how anybody respects at all Nancy Pelosi or Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) They're nasty people. Anyways, let me get, and anybody else, Ta-Nehisi Coates. He's the one who who wrote this big Atlantic article saying, take down this Confederate flag. And the dumb 
governor of North Carolina or South Carolina. This is way back after Dylan Roof, right? After Dylan Roof fire, shot up the church, black church. And they said, oh, we need to take down the Confederate flag from the, is it North Carolina or South Carolina um, that had this? And this American Indian rhino female, who hates Trump, by the way, but she was appointed UN ambassador by Trump, <laughs> Nikki Haley. She fell for it, of course, because she's a liberal herself. She's not a real Republican. She's a rhino. And she took down the Confederate flags and battle flags and all that stuff from the Capitol grounds. That's pathetic. That's scapegoating. You know how we're told in um, history, and I think it's partially true, that the Jews in Germany were scapegoated. Well, that's what they're doing to the Christians, the whites, the South. The South are the most decent people that you want to know. Maybe they need to become stronger. Maybe, well, we all do, but... Anyways, let me give it to, call, to calls. It's my second favorite caller. Earl from Michigan is on the line. What's up, Earl? How are you doing? Fine, fine. Hola, James Hake. Hola. The second, the second favorite racist. By racist, you mean somebody who just tells <laughs> the plain truth? Uh, you can claim the, you can you can claim the the telling the truth according to David Duke. Maybe you do tell the truth. <laughs> David Duke uh, is more honest than you. I didn't quite hear that. I said David Duke is more honest than you, and I'm not particularly of course, in a your fan. Mind, in, in your twisted uh, white wing racist, <laughs> white wing uh, uh, leaning mind, what else can you expect? Whatever. Whatever. Louis you know, Farrakhan, uh, baby Farrakhan, self-proclaimed uh, <laughs> uh, expert on blacks. Uh, your your naivety, your naivety, uh, naivety knows no bound, <laughs> as they say. That's very poetic. Thank you, Earl. But the blacks display themselves, including you, display themselves yourselves quite clearly. For all the world to see. And it's just a matter yeah. of, the, of the child who admits that the emperor has no clothes, that this racism thing is dumb. Well, well that's like a, you admitting that you're white trash. So the truth hurts sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> I don't, did you go to college uh, twice? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you touched on, uh... What do you think of the Confederate flag, Earl? Huh? Do people have the freedom to... What do you think of the Confederate flag? Yeah. I think, uh... Those who... Those who like it... Uh... They... They're they're welcome to display it. But I don't think it should be... I don't think uh, state grounds, uh... or, Or public grounds were... All the citizens pay taxes should should be the place to display it. No, nah, uh, that's lame. Well, that's probably you, lame to you. What do you think about the people upset by the flag, by the Confederate flag? Aren't they weak and pathetic? No. No. Yeah, they're weak. It, Are you upset by it? No. It really doesn't upset, uh, upset me at this point. Yeah. But, Did it uh, ever upset you? Because I've learned to I've learned to live with the irony of the racist uh, 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 history of the United States. You're silly. So, you're you're seventy something years old, probably, or sixty or seventy or fifty at least, and you still believe in the racism thing. That's pathetic. It's <laughs> amazing. At least, you, but at, but at least you're not upset. By the Confederate flag. That's nice. It's coming from a, a poop butt that's barely out of his diapers. Huh? Want to tell somebody who you don't know anything. You want to tell somebody who's lived twice as long as you have, knows twice as much as you do. And still dumb. That uh, they don't, uh, 
have the the right to think the way they think. You have the right uh, to be stupid, yes. Yeah, and you have the right to be an idiot racist. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Go for your point. No, you can talk about the Confederate flag. Uh, uh, like I say, uh, it's uh, it's fine for those who believe in uh, the fallacy that uh, the South wasn't based on uh, on slavery and racism and the demeaning of blacks, the subjugation of blacks, and so forth. Blah, uh, blah, blah. If you want to try to change the narrative and believe, oh, everybody was equal and everybody sat around uh, singing Kumbaya. You know what? Uh, That's not yeah, what I think. you welcome to that fallacy. Hey, Earl, I don't know what happened, nor do I care. The southern flag, the southern of battle flag, don't. hold on, it represents love for the South and respect for your fellow Americans. So you can run on with your stupid, oh, they weren't respecting <laughs> black people, as if the North respected black people. They didn't. Nobody respects black people. Black people don't even respect black people. You heard that rhino. Did you hear my, my interview with that rhino on Sunday? He didn't even respect black people. He was kissing up to the... Oh, they don't have a choice but to vote for Democrats. Oh, you locals. mean Charles? Yeah, Char Jeff Charles. He doesn't respect blacks. He's a kiss-up mama. I think he he respected, but in your mind, who you who 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 you have uh, determined can decide who respects, who don't, who loves, uh, who don't. You're just uh, mad because I pointed out. No. Yes. You, you just made up what you think. No. And what you think is unimportant. Oh, it's yeah? Then how opinion. come you're calling me? To point out how stupid and wrong you are. Whatever. That's why okay. I call you. You wanted to talk about current events and South Africa. I'll give you one minute. Go. Well, it's too late. Uh, one minute won't do it. All right. I just had to call back uh, another time. Sounds good, man. Nice to hear from you. I like talking with you. Adios. All right. Adios. A racist <laughs> friend. Okay, cool. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I appreciate Earl. So beautiful. Such a beautiful soul. Or Evgeny Crosby says, Earl's a sad old man. It's really sad. <laughs> it's not sad. He might be sad, but it's not sad. You can't be sad. Um, Nick, the producer, says... The Jesse Lee Peterson producer says, I hear people say that Confederate flag goes against America. But what's funny is the Confederate people also rep the American flag hard, too. Yeah. You know, all these people talking about, oh, the Confederates are losers. And, oh, um, it's about racism and slavery and subjugation of black people. And it's too painful for black people to look at. Please. So dumb. Let me get to more calls. George, the first time caller out of... Chicago, Illinois. George, nice to hear from you. What's up? Hey. Hey. Hey, James. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? Good, good, good. Well, I'm calling uh, because with this Black Lives Matter stuff and all that, again, I'm from a Hispanic neighborhood in Chicago. Okay. And um, it's like the same leaders that are preventing people from, I, I guess, well, keeping the peace are those same ones in the media showing the peace. Because they're out here telling all the guys in the street, like, these African-Americans out of here, they're looting and, and stuff like that. But then they're the same ones that's on TV saying how we're going to keep the peace. Right. That's a good point. These people are not peaceful people. You know, they, the liberal media calls them mostly peaceful, right? Even the ones that after they took the, the Seattle area, right? They said yeah. after they took the police precinct, it was mostly peaceful. <laughs> ever since they took the police precinct. Of course it's going to be so-called mostly peaceful. And by the way, mostly peaceful means not completely peaceful. But you're right. right. These people are not leaders. They are immoral people. They don't have a legitimate complaint about police. If they did, they would have a more legitimate gripe and a much bigger gripe about how the blacks are in this country. They would well, want the to deal with. Was, yeah. The funny thing was that the like police officers got like striped from their powers, and they were literally next to 
you could say like the community bang bangers and stuff and yeah. and they were allowing everything because they didn't have the power so now they give the power to the community which was the you know the game bangers and everybody to keep the looters out of here that's happening in chicago right now you're saying yeah that's insane but you know it's not really surprising because that's what the, that's what Obama was doing. Remember when he drew a red line saying, if Syria crosses this red line, and you can debate about whether that was even a legitimate red line to even have in the first place, right? But he said he drew right. this line, and then they, did, they crossed the line, and he did nothing. These people are the types that will kiss up to criminals and then punish Christians or law-abiding gun owners or whoever. They're not for decency or actual justice they are about political power and kissing up is it's so right because they made they made headline news it was all over the newspaper and everything how the gangbangers were controlling the neighborhood <laughs> that is wild that's a shame it's how is your your neighborhood specifically um was well, a tough neighborhood and um my neighborhood specifically was one of the most targeted saying that the gangbangers were doing a great job <laughs> That's ridiculous. What a shame. So backwards. Right. But they're the same ones marching. Yep. Man. By the way, George, what do you think of when you yeah. see the Confederate flag? I just want to, I'm just curious. Oh, uh, well, I, I, you had some great points. You know, I don't know the other caller. It was uh, kind of confusing me, but uh, I think I was actually going with your point. Yeah. Yeah, because the people who if you ask the people who are flying the flag what they what it means to them, they talk about heritage and pride and the south and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when you ask the academics, they talk about slavery and racism and stuff like that as though that's that they want to force it to mean that. When nobody well, normal it, it was always interesting to me how they talk about slavery but nobody lived it. Right, exactly. And they're and they're worse than slavery today. They're for abortion. They dehumanize babies and men and white so-called racists. The the so-called racist whites are the most marginalized people in the United States today. There's no place for racism in America. I thought this was a free country. You have the right you have the there's space to be so-called racist. <laughs> Whatever that means to you, right? Right. <laughs> so anyways, I appreciate it, George. Good to hear from you. All right, thanks. Keep me posted on what goes on over there, if you can. I will. All right, take care. All right. Speaking of what's really going on, let me get to... Oh, hang on, Beta Boot Camp. I got to get to Scott out of Ohio, first-time caller. Scott, what's up? Hey, how, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you? Really good. First time caller. Cool. Thank you. What's what's going? Where I'm curious where you are in Ohio because there's some crazy things going on in Ohio too. Uh, Buckeye country, uh, the Ohio State University campus area. Oh, that can't be good. Universities sound liberal. Is it sane or insane where you are? It, it, it was a pretty. Insane the the past couple weeks protesting with a BLM. Yeah, I really don't understand it all. Right. Yeah, I was reading about something going on over by Dayton. You know, Mazes part of town. There's this guy Steve Huffman. He was getting attacked. He's a state representative, right, or a state senator, Ohio, and he's an emergency room physician. And he pointed out that oh, maybe these uh, colored population are not washing their hands and socially distancing and wearing masks and maybe that's why they're getting the covid disproportionately and all these blacks and democrats and people were acting like oh this is evidence of systemic racism because he's a senator a state senator and he's a physician and blacks are not listened to by their doctors so phony so how are you handling this stuff I'm doing my best. Uh, the, the reason why I called was uh, through my father's mother. I'm related to Robert E. Lee. Nice. And I've been uh, standing up 
calling uh, different politicians, uh, trying to do the right thing and uh, saying that this is really not about a statue that's located in somewhere in in some country or state or county or where, wherever it is. You know, like, why are you going to take it down when that's not really the point of Black Lives Matter? Yeah. What happened to George? Joel was asking a, a great question. What's that's going to do, taking these statues down? It's only going to appease the evil, angry people for a second, and then they're going to want more. And that's just destruction. It's not, it's not building them any better. It's not building their character, which is what's, that's what's really lacking here. So you're right. I mean, the, all these symbols, they're just symbols, right? They're just, it's really nothing, right? But right. you have to fight for, for freedom and for truth. And what they're doing by trying to take this stuff down is not about truth. That's why I, you know, I'm not from the South. I'm from Southern California. My grandpa came from Virginia. I guess that's the South, right? (laughs) My grandma came from, uh, one of them came from New Jersey, one from Iowa. And then my grandpa on my dad's side is kind of a mystery. But it's all irrelevant. It's about, this is America. And the Confederacy is part of America. Abraham Lincoln wanted to unite America. Whether he was right or wrong, he wanted to unite America. And now we have to, we should be united. We should uh, love the South, not be smearing the South. So that's cool. Related to Robert E. Lee. Yes, sir. Well, Scott, it's good to hear from you. Call me again. Anytime. Thank you, sir. All Have right. Day. Thank okay. you. I got to get to beta boot camp, and then I'm going to tell you guys about all this mess with this uh, with uh, Walmart. <laughs> Beta Boot Camp out of Boston, Massachusetts. What's up? Hi, James. Hey. I guess you could call me Richie. <laughs> Richie. Nice to hear from you. Uh, what? Uh, this is something that I never in a million years would have thought I would see in America. What's that? Specifically. The, the, the riots specifically, that are well-organized. Yeah. This is something bigger than a couple of people going on Facebook and saying, let's go out and make some noise. It's this worldwide. Is in a, this is a tool. This is... Yeah. This is, and, and you know what? The end game, I believe, is the, the black community didn't vote in 2016, and this is just an attempt to galvanize them to get to the polls, to vote for a guy who hasn't left his basement in six months. Yeah. You know, I personally think that Black Lives Matter, when it came, it, it really reared its ugly head during Obama's second term, especially towards the end there, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. They were showing up at Trump rallies and causing all kinds of mess, and Antifa was attacking Trump supporters. I think that is part of what one Trump the election and maybe part of what woke Trump up to finally decide to seriously run for president because the country has become so divided, you know, good versus evil by these people. And they're trying to deceive decent people if it's possible to do that. I don't know. (laughs) But they're, yeah, it's brain, it's a brainwashing scheme and it's so evil. And so I think maybe this will help. Uh, Trump in the end, I mean, it, in terms of the election. It, it's it's Especially going if he to help it, right? Trump. People don't like this. People are scared to death. Yeah. People do not like this. And if you want to fast forward to this being the norm, then if you're that afraid, vote for Biden and hope that, the, that what <laughs> is going on will go away. Right, it it's not. not. <laughs> it will not. It will not. No matter what you give people like this, it's it's never going to end because they don't, I mean, listen, just listen to what that woman said in the Trump roundtable. I didn't understand a word she said. Yeah, she's nuts. What, what she's not even, a, and she's not even particularly a Black Lives Matter supporter. She's supposed to be a black conservative. That shows you she, how she off the black conservatives are. She don't know what to think right now. Yeah. She don't know what to think. Should I be a conservative? Should I be black? She's got one foot on each side and, you know, it's like, She's an angry black female. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why can't you just think logically? Because the end game to this, this is only the beginning. Yep. You're right. And, and you know what? You said that this, you know, people can, if they're scared, they can vote for Joe, Joe Biden. That's called enabling. You know, when somebody's a drug addict and they're acting out and you that's bail right. them out, you give them a place to stay, that's, that's making them worse. And that's what that will do. In this case, where it's more maybe more political, it's appeasement. Yeah, you cannot appease evil. Yeah, it doesn't know where the end is. It doesn't know where to stop. You know, I'm gonna. This isn't isn't even a black white issue. Right. This is about power. Yeah. (laughs) It's good versus evil, man. I'm gonna. That's all it is. I'm gonna be covering this. Um, I have a bunch of stories of blacks setting whites on fire over the years. And in one of the cases, it was a funeral home owner, right? A funeral, ho- a guy who ran a funeral home. And he was just, just a nice old do-gooder guy. And he would put people up and they would come back. Sometimes they were drug addicts, uh, whether they're white or black, just put people up that didn't deserve to be put up. And they would come back yep. and rob him. They would rob his place. And eventually he got set on fire by... Allegedly by a black guy. He got declared they he de- got declared not guilty, but somebody got away with murder a crazy murder against this guy And wow. he was a nice guy, and that's what happens to nice well, people in the James, face of evil James sometimes evil will steal your wallet and yep. help you look for it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and set you, and on, fire. you on fire in this case. <laughs> insane. Yep. Insane. I appreciate it Richie good to hear from you, man James, you guys did an awesome job this week. Awesome, awesome, awesome job. Shout out to the chat. Love you all. Cool. Have a good one. Right on. You too. I'm going to get to more calls. Hang tight. I have Joe from Phoenix, Elliot from Vancouver, Louis from Idaho, and all the rest of you guys. Um, hang tight. But Lin Yen Chin says, make white baby engineers to boost life quality. Polly J gave a diamond. And then... Uh, no comment. Fan of the ladies said, I cried all week over George Floyd. <laughs> and then he says, I don't like using that word. <laughs> but then he says, I don't like using this word. But he said, dude, I don't want to read that. <laughs> but anyways, he's like mocking. <laughs> Somebody else should read that for me. Lin Yan Chin says, Naiva- Naivate. He knives... His T, yelling racist. Yeah, he's making fun of the way Earl says naivety. Um, Lin Yan Chin says Earl is 57. He just sounds 70. Pyrus 777 gave a diamond and a ninja guinea. Said, loving the shirt, Hake. Thank you. Yes, I'm wearing my Confederate battle flag t-shirt. I wore this after they were trying to attack it a few years ago. And on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, I was producer at that point. And Jesse said, oh, Get me one of those. But that was the day that, or the day after, Amazon banned them from their store. I emailed the artist who has this, t- this uh, flag t-shirt and other flags t- t-shirts. He's like, I'm not offering them anymore. Cuck. That means betrayer of uh, what's right. Polly J, we have another diamond. Lin Yan Shin says, racism is always just a socioeconomic lie. Interesting. And shout out to Jib Jab with the faithful support. Wait for it, he says. Hake, you are General Lee Savage. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing like a light blue color. Isn't that what the Confederates wore? Or was it gray like these pants? Nice, huh? But anyways. Um, Lin Yen Chen says, Merry Christmas, James Joel, Skateboard Chris, <laughs> Cutie Christina, Ankle Baby Nick, and the Great Black Hope Jesse, Giant Robot Lives Matter. I don't know what that means, but it is a theme of Lin Yan Chin, right on. Mario Valdo says, Hola, James, today is my 37th birthday. Much love. Wow, right on. Happy birthday, Mari. I didn't know you were like my age. That's cool. Mari and her mother, crazy, crazy mother dance, something like that. Both catch the shows. Tabor J. Eaton, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, said, Earl said, <laughs> I don't even want to repeat it. But he said, I don't like you repeating these words, but Earl said something ridiculous about diaper and number two. 
and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he said something weird. Good catch, Tavor. I, I was baffled by him saying that. Jib Jab says, make that thumbnail into a shirt, a t-shirt. Interesting. Oh, maybe he's talking about the, um, the live t-shirt that I, no, the live thumbnail, the live show thumbnail. It says, huh, he has a point. That's by Lock Your Door. I should ask Lock Your Door to um, send me the full, a full res file. Maybe I could make it into a t-shirt. It's kind of cool. It's, it's a tall image. Elfin says, Lin Yan Chen, we need Alpha Chad robots for cuck war. <laughs> I feel kind of awkward saying that word because, and that's why I always just, just explain it as um, betraying what's right. <laughs> because it means other things too. Basically, it means like a, a bird who raises other birds that's not its own bird. Actually, it's the bird that lays its eggs in another bird's nest. That's what's, what it is, comes from. Elliot out of Vancouver, Canada. First time caller. Thank you for holding and calling. Elliot, what's up? Hey, no problem. Uh, no, first of all, thanks uh, for the work you guys are doing. Um, I woke up very much like Andrew Breitbart did when he explains how he was watching the uh, Thomas or the Clarence Thomas hearing. Oh, yeah. And the same thing happened to me watching the uh, the evolution of the 2016 election, and it's uh, been very interesting since. But my two cents on everything that's going on is it seems like everything's very much an argument of logic versus emotion. Yeah. And everything that comes out of the left is is almost satire. Right. Like uh, like Antifa to be anti-fascist while they are simultaneously acting out fascism and it's <laughs> yeah. you know and and billionaires like oprah and lebron that couldn't be billionaires in any other country yeah can turn turn around and tell the rest of america that the white man's oppressing him it's it's actually like the only thing you can really do is what jesse says and that's amazing <laughs> right yeah that's true and you know like you're not even going to necessarily convince people with logic. Like what you said, you woke up with this crazy situation, I guess with the 2016 election, the insanity, yeah. the evil woke you up. A lot of yeah. times, like I've, I've said that Trump is waking a lot of people up, right? But it's really yeah. kind of the overreaction against Trump, who's a decent man, um, who, won't, who pretty much stands his ground when he tells the truth. Um, Absolutely. They're they're overreacting against him, and that evil show uh, evil unmasked, you know, wakes people up. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that about Andrew Breitbart, or maybe I had forgotten that the. Um, He's, uh, yeah, it's the book "Righteous Indignation," and I okay. think you can actually listen listen to a, the voice or the audio version on YouTube for free. But like back in 2016, I was, I mean, whatever it is, as a Canadian means to be a Bernie supporter, but. <laughs> When when WikiLeaks came out and it was obvious that Hillary was corrupt, what yeah. I did that I find is different to everyone else around me is, like, I asked the question, like, how could Trump be so bad and have so much support? And and just by wanting to know that answer, I was, like, going in generally wanting to know, and it's, like, right from the get-go, it's like, wow, everything that everyone around me tells me about him is completely false. And, yeah. Uh, that led me to Jordan Peterson, and his biblical lecture completely changed my uh, views on religion. And now it's now it's been led to Jesse Lee Peterson, and I tune into you guys every week and every Sunday, and it's just uh, it's awesome. That is nice, Elliot. I appreciate that, and that's true. And, uh, like people, I think that there's like a little bit of truth inside of people that wakes them up out of out of this madness as the world unfolds. That's nice. And, uh, yeah, one last shout-out. The more I learn about American history, like the Founding Fathers, the more you have to appreciate how intelligent these people are. And I look at Canada, no constitution, yeah. you know, and we're, we seem to be kind of fallen pretty, pretty far uh, in a fallen state, and we just kind of need more, more leaders. There's a lot of these uh, charismatic, ego-toting preachers all around me, but they... Uh, 
like you guys say, they know about the Bible, but they don't know the Bible, and it's uh, yeah, interesting, it's true. interesting times. But uh, that's why you have to have faith, and I believe we're just we're yeah, you got to be optimistic. You know what else I like, Elliot? That you said um, different to, as opposed to so a lot of people use the grammatically incorrect different than. Right on. True, true, <laughs> true, true. Appreciate you, Elliot. No, speech is important. Yeah. No, thanks for uh, taking my call there. Keep, yeah, keep doing the good work. All right. You too. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I gotta just. I gotta get, oh, let me, before I get to Louie and Joe and Billy and the rest of you guys, let me quickly blow through this story, Walmart. Um, it is insane. Store managers are racist for protecting inventory, right? <laughs> I remember hearing about some store owners up in, is it, I forget where. Some store owners protecting their things with the guns, with their places, and the people are mad that they can't loot there. <laughs> Reuters reports, hat tip to uh, Miss Chris, Walmart is going to stop keeping multicultural, quote-unquote, beauty products in locked display cases after the practice drew flack from online, with many saying it suggested customers for these products cannot be trusted. Duh! (laughs) Facts! Joelle says they're going to steal them now. Walmart said the practice was in place in about a dozen of its 4,700 stores, 4,700, a dozen stores. And this stuff goes viral because the stupid SJWs online push the idiots around. Stores in the United States and the cases were in place in order to deter shoplifters from products such as electronics, automotive, cosmetic, and other personal care products. The criticism of the retailer comes at a time when the United States has been rocked by protests against racial discrimination. Discrimination based on your behavior. (laughs) Following the killing of an unarmed black man, George Floyd, on May 25th, the change in Walmart's policy was prompted by June 8th CBS News report that a Walmart customer had complained about the practice being discriminatory against people of color while visiting a store in the city of Denver because... Black females are impatient. They don't want to wait for you to unlock the case. What's the harm in waiting to get the case unlocked? (laughs) But Lauren Epps, a black woman, was quoted as saying in this report, the multicultural hair is all locked up behind the case. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, right. Many companies have issued statements in support of the black community, of course, because they're betrayers of what's right. I want to say the short word for it. (laughs) Cowards. Walmart chief executive Doug McMillan, you know, these people aren't faithful to America or what's right. They're just kissing up. They'll commit $100 million to create a new center on racial equity. And this reminds me of the black juvenile crime, violent crime of black youth. I've, you know, looked into this stuff a little bit. A 2012 study by the DOJ's Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention revealed that in 2010, Black youths committed six, more ti- six times more murders, three times more rapes, ten times more robberies, and three times more assaults than did their white counterparts per capita. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, a liberal organization, by the way, released similar statistics in the Uniform Crime Reports. They determined in the year 2008, I read this several years ago, right? Black youths who make up 16% of the youth population back then, right? accounted for 52% of juvenile violent crime arrests. 16%? 52%. (laughs) Sounds familiar? Including 58% for homicide, 67% for robbery. By contrast, the only categories white youth surpassed blacks were in liquor law violations (laughs) and driving under the influence. I believe that. And were those regular whites or white Hispanics or both? I don't know. And that's source... Crime Stats Alarm Black Leaders by Victor Horn in the American Free Free Press, January 2014. And I've looked into it more. They have stats from 1980 probably to 20, maybe even 2019 by now, 2018 certainly, if they were counting. You know, Eric Holder, Attorney General, he stopped counting criminal victimization surveys um, by race because it was showing the way disproportionate black-on-white crime, including rapes and all kinds of madness. Out of control. Crazy. But youths, 10 to 17, 
murder and non-negligent arrests in 2012. Whites were arrested at a rate of 1.3 per 100,000 people, right? 1.3 per 100,000. Blacks, 6.9 per 100,000. So black youth were nearly six times as likely as whites to be arrested for murder. Forcible rape arrests, whites 6.4 per 100,000, including white Hispanics. Blacks, 15.4 per 100,000. Black youth for forcible rape arrests were more than twice as likely, almost three times as likely, as whites to be arrested for forcible rape in 2012. Robbery arrests, whites 24.6 per 100,000. Blacks, 270 point. One per hundred thousand. Black youths were more than 11 times as likely as whites to be arrested for robbery. Aggravated assault arrests. Whites, 78.8 per hundred thousand includes white Hispanics. Blacks, 282.8 per hundred thousand. Aggravated assault. Black youth were 3.5 times as likely as whites to be arrested for aggravated assault. American Indians, 67.8 per hundred thousand. Asians, 26.6 percent. I mean, 26.6 per hundred thousand. They're like a third of what the whites are doing, or half, less than half. Crazy, huh? And they act like, oh, it's ridiculous. That's called ignorance, if you call that ridiculous. I gotta get to calls. Louie out of Idaho. Louie, thanks for calling. What's up? Uh, I just wanted to mention the symbology of the uh, 13 stars on the Confederate flag. And the 13 stripes on the, you know, the uh, American flag, you know? Okay, what are those? I heard uh, that the thirteen they, stripes were the colonies, right? Thirteen yeah, colonies. Yeah, yeah, same thing. I, I would, I would imagine it's the same thing with the, uh, with the. Uh, I don't know enough, you know, about yeah. the. Uh, but I, I would imagine that's it. Also, I wanted to mention about uh, the way television is uh, uh, teaching our kids that you know homosexuality is okay. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, my fifteen-year-old, you know, I was just flipping through channels with them. And they showed two men holding hands, sitting on the bed, kissing. Holy, you know. Yeah. You know, man, I mean, it is disgusting, the propaganda that they're putting out to children. You, you might have heard yesterday on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, um, they, were, they had Elmo and his supposed dad or something with a black voice talking about racism in America. And it's such a, it's such a disgusting lie. Um, mm-hmm. And this Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol is by Nick Jr., which is a Nickelodeon mm-hmm. subsidiary, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be kid-friendly. Nickelodeon itself was supposed to be child-friendly, but now they have Nick Jr., which is even more childish, supposedly. But Nick, uh, Nick Jr., they put out this... Um, Paw Patrol is, is coming under fire by the SJWs for depictions of good cops. <laughs> According to Breitbart, right, they may be exaggerating it slightly, but Nickelodeon put out this tweet. Actually, Paw Patrol put out this tweet about um, melanated voices, elevate melanated voices, and Black Lives Matter type mess. They tweeted out a black square that said, muted and listening, hashtag amplify melanated voices. That means voices with skin color in them. I didn't know the voices could have skin color or protein or whatever melanin is. So you're right. It is there. It's it's disgusting what they do to kids. It's worse than and, slavery. Know, yep. I mean, think about it. You get a two. Uh, I mean, kids are raised by TV sometimes. You know. Yeah. And uh, it's, it really is uh, horrible. You know. Yep. Man, Louie, I appreciate it. Um, All right. Thank you. Have a good day, man. Yeah. You too. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. I got to get to Joe. He's been on hold for a while. Out of Phoenix, Arizona. Joe, how are you doing? Hey, opening the treasure chest now. All right, so. First things first. The flag on your shirt is not the Confederate States flag. It's the battle flag. It is the, it is the battle flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. Basically, nice. General Lee's Army. Isn't it a beautiful flag? No, it really isn't. Because if that, if that army w- would have won... Today, I'd, I'd be chattel. I wouldn't be a person. That's dramatic. No, it's just reality. Jim. You don't That's know. You don't know reality. That if is a crooked letter. You haven't ever, ever, you ever heard that before? <laughs> I stole it from the, the Confederate Constitution. Said very clearly that their aim was to extend 
slavery to every competitive state and territory that, that they could. And so, so you wouldn't be a person? Back. You would be chattel? I'd be chattel, And yeah. you know this how? Slaves were chattel. They wouldn't be put there. Where were you born? They were chattel. I was born in Chicago. Chicago is not the South, dude. James, if the Confederacy would have won, that would have included Chicago, too. How do you know? Because they were fighting for, for the entire country. No, they were fighting to f- stay away. They were ex- trying to extend. Again, you don't know history. They were going to nor, extend. Nor do you. You don't know reality because you don't, you're don't. speculating. America, but, but down in South America, too. You're speculating what you would have been. And aren't you part white? I have white ancestry, yeah. Yeah. So you don't know what, you don't happened. know what you would have been. It's so silly, and I'm you don't know serious. you don't know what would hap- what would be today. Channel. You don't it's know what you you're just speculating. It's silly. It's fact. No, not it's not fact. It's not fact. Um, it's really interesting how you went to the FBI staff after telling me last week that stats were just piddly and 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 facts weren't the truth. They aren't the truth. So when I say that about only point zero point zero one percent of black people commit. Violent crimes per FBI stats. You, you want to dismiss that, but then say, "Oh no, there's six times more likely." BS. Right. Thing. No, y- you're, you're, your thing is BS. Your thing is BS because you're calling in to my show complaining about Jesse says blacks are more violent or most blacks are violent or something like that. And violence, all violence. Is, hold on, hold on. Joe, back to fact. Huh? Say it again. Point zero one five percent of black people commit violent crimes. Period. No, 0.015 are documented as having committed violent crimes. <laughs> no, in fact, it, it could be even smaller. No, it could be even greater, a whole lot greater. It could be even smaller. We all know that blacks are the primary ones who get away with violent crime in this country. So, bottom line is that you, you don't know history and you need to, you know, you try to pick the FBI stat. No, because you're saying, I would be chattel if the South had won. You don't know reality. You don't know. It's so silly. No, reality is you are in Arizona. I'm over here. You're a miserable, petty person. I'm over here wearing the flag. It's a beautiful flag. And you're bitter about something that's not even real. I'm bitter about what? You're bitter about... For one, one, you're bitter that I pointed to FBI stats that show the discrepancy. A wild discrepancy. Yeah, yes, that's so that point zero one five percent of black people commit. I know you're crimes. you're hung up on that. You're hung up on that. A tiny Which small shows, fraction of black people. Did you hear my? Did you hear? By the way, did you hear my interview with Jeff Charles on Sunday? No. Oh, you. Sh- how, how come you're not listening to my show? What kind of fan are you? I don't take. I take a break from you and Jesse's nonsense on the weekends. Oh, okay. Well, you have the right to do that. This is America. We get to wear Confederate flags, okay. and we get to not listen to Jesse. J- I'm not take saying on that, 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 that you don't have the right to wear it. I'm, I'm, first of all, you didn't even know what it was. No, I told you it's the Confederate I battle flag. It's called the Confederate battle the Confederate, flag. This egghead stuff. Oh, it's not. It's well, technically speaking, it's not it's this. The battle flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. You're get, so petty. If, you, if you're gonna wear it, know what know what the hell you're wearing. No, I don't have to. You don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me what to do. So then you, you want to be ignorant and spread misinformation, go ahead. I didn't spread Maybe any misinformation. I have my own show. You're downplaying black violence, which is way higher than any other race per capita. That's matter, right? And you pretend, you pretend like, you, you come matter, in here right? complaining about Jesse Lee Peterson and trying to hold me to explain what he meant, and like I'm supposed to know. Anyways, Joe, have a nice weekend, man. Oh, by the way... Yeah, you too. Um, by the way, I still stand by what I, I stand by what I said about anger and health. James, you have nothing, you have no insights into my anger or health, period. (laughs) Okay. You're acting like we can't see you. We can't hear you. You're basically acting like that. So. No, you're, you're trying to make a scene like that because it fits your, your BS narrative. All right. Well, have a nice weekend, man. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. Frank and James and Billy, I'm sorry I cannot get to you guys. I got to 
Polly J gave a couple of a few diamonds. Thank you, man. Noah's R Kansas says, just going to say it. Giant robot lives don't matter. <laughs> and uh, hold on, let me just double check these things. El Finn. Oh no, he already said that. Spoiler alert says Tabor rhymes with neighbor. Tabor. I hopefully hopefully I remember that. Thank you. Spoiler alert. And Will William von Arks says. I don't miss the whole show. Dag. So, Church with Jesse Lee Peterson is Sunday. After my show on on uh, Sunday morning, 9 a.m., Church 11, in studio. And I don't know if we're going to take calls. And The Fallen State at noon in just two hours. Take care, guys.